Twitter, Noel Crowey said, please play Dreams by Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Nicks. It would get us amped on the farm. And then he sent some amazing pictures of the farm uh, and the team that he was working with. And then, of course, we had uh, a couple of other people catching on. Um, Cholo wanted it as well. And we had a couple of other people retweeting and retweeting and retweeting and saying we want the song. So there we go. One tweet and uh, a couple of choices for that particular. Unati Kwaza also asking for the Fleetwood Mac. And, uh, oh, Carl Nolter as well asking for the Fleetwood Mac. Neotrola. Um, Bolokoshe. Uh, who was Senzwa Mpinga asking for it as well so lots of you are saying yeah that's what you'd like to hear so hope that made your day nevertheless uh, we're going into more music like uh, we're looking at uh, the cult DJ culture at the moment and what's been going on in that particular space with regards to COVID-19 An interesting documentary came out short about 20 minutes or so called The State of the Arts The Forgotten Industry I don't know if it's forgotten but it does look at some of the challenges with regards to COVID and what the lockdown has meant for artists like Good Luck um, Lady Leah Kyle Watson and many others who are in fact um, working in the event space just to give you a taste here goes of the documentary State of the Arts and on the line is Adrian Conradi who is a DJ, a producer but he's also the director of this particular documentary. Adrian, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for having me. Adrian, you've had a busy morning, hey? Yeah. In a good way. Yeah, so, you know, I I watched this documentary and I have to be honest, I, I felt like I was in two spaces as I watched it. On the one hand, I completely supported what you were doing. On the other hand, I felt like it is a focus on an industry and it assumes that other industries have not actually had that impact as well. So I kind of felt like the way it was put out there was like, oh, we are the only industry that are suffering. And I don't think that that is the case. I mean, this country is suffering point blank. Having said that, I do think it is a very good snapshot of what's happening in the entertainment sector. The decision to make a documentary like this, it was aligned with uh, World Music Day as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, that's correct. And I think you, you quite appropriately point out that it is a case currently of us having two narratives that we choose to, or that coincide at the same yeah. time. And I think one is that there's a narrative and many people have a adopted it and i think that happens locally and globally where in an attempt to try and mitigate the loss and reduce the amount of exposure that we have to this virus we 
sort of employ this approach of having lockdowns and having lockdown restrictions, and that's extremely valid. At the same time, the narrative exists where in doing so, an industry like ours is restricted from operating. And you're correct, it's not the only industry that's been impacted, but it's certainly one that has been limited, in my opinion, to the most fur- or the, to the furthest extent. Mm. And the reason I say that is because all of the lockdown restrictions that have been lifted and then have been reintroduced throughout that time, the one that has remained and has never been lifted has been an outright ban on nightclubs, for example. Mm. We've had a curfew that has been running now for 457 days. We have restrictions on gatherings, and even in level one, some people might say that, well, gatherings happen, but in reality, you might reduce the amount of people, or you might increase the amount of people that you have, but ultimately you're reducing it to a point that to operate as a venue owner or promoter or as a live performer, a lot of the time it isn't viable. Yeah, And it's... The, the objective of the documentary is really to try and raise awareness to that narrative rather than to point to us and say, okay, well, please feel sorry for us. It's more a case of, well, in, empl- in employing these measures, this is the impact that it's having on our industry. Yeah. The reality is, is that we haven't been supported by government or pr- the private sector to the extent that it has had an impact on us. And it, we can't re- we recoup the money that we've lost because... As the lockdown continues, we are still prohibited or restricted from working, especially now as we go into the third wave. The the more strict the restrictions are, the further away we get from returning to some level of normality where we can operate. Adrian, I'm always like interested in how we find answers to this. And you mentioned government and you mentioned the private sector. Who in the private sector, to your mind, should be supporting the, um, the space that you are working in, the sector that you are working in? Well, there have been some really nice initiatives from people that are involved directly in entertainment. So, yeah. for example, there's been initiatives by YouTube where they're trying to fund independent music organizations sure. to try and provide pictures. But it, I feel it's the same case as what has happened with the public sector funding, which is that the application process is so bureaucratic and um, difficult to actually for many people to access or to comprehend mm. And Absolutely. if you have to look at the public sector funding, there was an attempt to try and get um, the money distributed in the first round of funding that happened in April last year. Mm. And of the 6,000 applicants that had tried to apply, only 400 odd were actually successful. So it's not to say that all those applications are valid. So but that's, not, that's actually not true. That's actually not true. Um, I, I know for a fact that more than 400 people um, received funding from that first application. Well, this is. I'm I'm quoting studies that have been done that are found by the South African Cultural Observatory, and they. That's something Mm -hmm. that we can then discuss further. But I do believe you're most correct that it's not likely that that figure is accurate. But the reality remains that the people most vulnerable didn't receive funding, because the people most vulnerable aren't necessarily the artists themselves. The people most vulnerable are the people in the background who don't have other sources of income. Yeah, and who aren't able to access it. You know, yeah. I mean, I think, Adrian, what was really, what is really interesting about the documentary um, was the issue that we, um, it, it's, uh, it, and it, it feels like a binary for, for, for the um, event sector and certainly for your sector, the, you know, like if we're going to talk about um, electronic music or DJing or whatever, it feels like such a binary and I'm not sure how we resolve it, which is why I was really interested when this documentary came out because it, I still don't feel like we have an answer. Is one, we have a lockdown. Two, we have um, 
like the most extraordinarily awful figures just shooting up and we don't want, you know, loads and loads of people to get together in a club or whatever. We just don't want that. But at the same time, there is this issue that you're raising. How do we figure this out? I wish I had the answer. My <laughs> my objective really is to start the conversation. I think it's very Yeah, you definitely have. very grateful or I'm very grateful that especially somebody like yourself is now saying, well, how do we start this? And that's that's really my hope with this, and that's really what I've been trying to do because I don't have the answers. The people that I spoke to in this documentary are a very small niche, a very yes. small group of people. Yeah, but it is. It, it, yeah. if you have to watch this and the feedback that I've received from people from all spheres of the entertainment industry is that the same struggles apply to them. There yeah. are people like myself who are privileged to have had support from family or who have been able to find other ways of making income, moving out of the entertainment industry, getting full-time jobs. But there are the people who don't have that access. They can't afford to do that yeah. because they, they don't have formal education or this is all they've done for the last 20, 30 years. Yeah. How do those people then find some kind of relief in this? And my best assumption would be, as I said, to try and – start this conversation, raise awareness around it, and somebody far more smarter and more... Um, no, 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 no. I challenge you to take that back because I think the very nature of what you've done in the conversation is you, you've started the conversation and it's not for someone else smarter. It's for you and me and all of us to, to, to say, you know, like yourself, the work uh, that you do as a DJ, but also I'm thinking of all the other DJs that you interviewed on this particular documentary to say, okay, we need to start looking at different futures to scenario plan to blue sky and really engage with one another. And I think that, that I, I, would, I would urge you not to say, well, someone else smarter than me, because you're the smartest one that knows the section and 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 what what happens, surely. No, fair enough. I'll accept it. And I think it's, all, <laughs> it's almost ironic that the song you played before our interview was um, Fleetwood Mac Dreams, yeah. both for the lyric in it that says, well, what we had and what we lost. For us, we can obviously relate to that because yeah. we look back on the time and we think of what we've had to forego in order to combat this. But yeah. at the same time, the song was extremely viral last year through TikTok and through, yes, that's through right. various social media. And it show, goes to show how much impact music has on our lives and on us as a culture. Yeah. Um, and we need to try and find a way to support these people and not discourage them from continuing to pursue these um, fields and to find a way to have an industry for us to go back to when we are actually able to do it freely and safely. Adrian, we do need to leave you, but I think uh, we have to congratulate you for the documentary. It's simple. Just go onto YouTube and look up the state of the arts. It's short and it's sweet, so it's not like you're going to have to spend hours and hours. And, and uh, I'm, I'm, I can, I'm offering uh, whatever support I can in making a shift and a change in what, as I said, feels so binary, but surely does not have to be binary given the challenges of today. But well done. I, I really think you've raised the conversation.